Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Feast Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece uh, and give it our super scientific rating and uh, chit chat and be friends. Um, but before we get to that, Julie, recommendations. Ooh, what is my recommendation? Um, I'm going to recommend the the book series that I sent you actually yesterday. Ooh, yeah. Um, it is called Casket Girls. And it is just like, do you like spooky things? Yes. Do you like solid YA? Yes. Do you like New Orleans? Because yes. my friends, this book series. Uh, yes. <laughs> um yeah you sent me that next paycheck i'm gonna buy the first step this book not episode what am i doing Ugh. um i my recommendation is i my friends and i went and saw and juliet mm-hmm. where it's off broadway run uh, mm-hmm. and then now it's going to broadway julie it's my new favorite musical i am I'm not joking s- it is so good I'm losing my mind that you got to see this. This is, I, I'm so jealous. I lost my mind. I am losing my mind. It's one of those shows that like every morning I wake up and I just think about it again. Like it's, it's, and it's all, so for listeners, for those of you who don't know, and Juliet is um, a, a, a musical about if Juliet did not kill herself, but the two main like characters are actually Will Shakespeare and his wife, Anne Hathaway. And, and yes, they do make a joke about that. Um, and how, like, and so it has this weird, like, meta quality about making a play and Will Shakespeare and his wife making the play and their relationship. But then this, but then all the songs are written by the songwriter. Don't know the name. I should look this up. But the songs are written by the songwriter that, like, if you are Julie and I's age, take a shot. These are, these are the songs of your lifetime. So, like. There's all like a bunch of Britney Spears songs, Roar, um, like, eh, huh. but there, there was one, my friend and I were crying throughout all of it. It was beautiful, but there's one scene where they have four guys singing Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Oh God. And that sounds corny. I was crying. My body had not had that much serotonin in two and a half years. Oh. It was... oh gosh so much so that it bleeds into my recommendation or my uh looking forward to in a little bit amazing yeah so julie laura what movie are we talking about (laughs) we're talking about who framed roger rabbit spy and spy and detective september uh so because julie really wanted to do this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Julie, tell us what it's about and why you picked it. All right. This might be the best Googs summary thus uh, far. I don't think I'm I don't think this one makes me mad. Okay. Uh, so we'll down see. on his <laughs> down on his luck private eye, Eddie Valiant gets hired by cartoon producer RK Maroon to investigate an adultery scandal involving Jessica Rabbit, the sultry wife of Maroon's biggest star, Roger Rabbit. But when Marvin Acme Jessica's alleged power more and the owner of Toontown is found murdered, the villainous Judge Doom vows to catch and destroy Roger. I'm not mad at it. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is based on a novel. 
Yes, it is. I saw it at the end credits. Interesting. Okay. Don't you want to get that novel, Matt? I mean, probably not. <laughs> so, Julie, why'd you pick this movie? Um, I picked this movie because, like, I remember loving this movie as a child. And as an adult, I just think there's so many times where we reference this movie mm-hmm. as inspiring certain things. Like, I remember we, we talked about it a lot when the... Um, the recent Chip and Dale movie came out. Okay. Uh, because from from like a style standpoint, you know, it, it, Mary Poppins, Bad Knobs and Broomsticks, we see cartoons and live action mix, but very frequently it's sort of like the background is cartoon and the present, like the characters are all live action. Or maybe there's like background penguin dancers. Whereas mm-hmm. this movie, it's like they're interacting with live action and with cartoon. I mean, all the all the times where like something starts as an object and then by the time it's in the cartoon's hand, it's a cartoon and and things like that. Just very, I just very interesting style. Yeah, I was not allowed to watch this as a kid, <laughs> and so this was my first time watching it all the way through. Um, and I can kind of see why as a kid, I was like, it has cartoons. Why am I not allowed to watch it? But uh, it it's dirty and violent <laughs> mm-hmm. at times. Like it's, it can be dirtier and can't be more violent, but um, yeah. I really, I did love how um, they were able to, I would love to like see behind the scenes like the making of video mm-hmm, that exists mm-hmm. especially the the amount of like interacting that the main character had to do and especially it was before cgi so that like you have to have all these conversations with this thing that is not there for so long there were a few times where like props were actually like cartoon characters and even them driving in the cab i was like i just want to know how they did that um i'm so glad you brought that up because i i watched this with tony Mm -hmm. uh, who guest starred on our little princess episode we need to bring Um, her and yeah and she actually told me that there's not like a behind the scenes that came with the dvd but there's actually like a a thing on disney plus oh um that talks all about all about that including how they how they did the car do you know? Can you tell us? Are you going to make me go watch it on Disney Plus? Okay, so she was telling me how they did it while we were watching. And I'll be honest, I didn't listen fully. <laughs> I, I listened, but I didn't absorb. Uh, so there was there was listening, but not active listening. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. so right. oops <laughs> well now i gotta go watch disney plus um i thought uh, one of the first things i wrote down i was like oh shit dumbo's in this which he's my favorite character not my favorite disney movie but my favorite disney character and that there's a lot of characters mm-hmm. from a lot of different companies <laughs> Yeah, that was, I mean, and I'm sure there are a multitude of articles out there, but that was one of my questions is how did they get 
so many uh, competing IPs for this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did learn is that Bugs Bunny mm -hmm. and Mickey, uh -huh. the studios only agreed to let them be in the movie together if they had equal screen time. <gasps> so that's why whenever you see them in the film, they're standing next to each other because yeah. they had to have, they also had to have like the same quote unquote number of lines as well. So that's why like their scenes, they literally start together and end together. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Well, and you, I looked at your, I looked at your notes they sent me that like when this came out, I think a lot of things were weren't as strict as we think of disney now because disney wasn't doing that well like this is before the disney renaissance yeah so they were probably like yeah advertise us <laughs> put us in your movie right and now disney would never oh my gosh nep never never <laughs> uh, never never um it was funny because i was at hollywood studios Mm -hmm. the other day mm -hmm. uh, briefly very briefly um my husband works at disney listeners um <gasps> and they they did a lovely thing for the cast members for the 50th anniversary where you got oh. to like play in the park after hours um and i have learned that three hours that's my theme park limit so it was the perfect event for me mm -hmm. um but i was really excited because having seen this movie i was like i feel like there's got to be references to this movie mm -hmm. in hollywood studios yeah and like a fool i'm looking at all the windows i don't see anything and i'm like that's just so weird cue to three hours later when we're leaving and we we walk by the trolley car cafe and i was like oh there's an entire coffee shop that is a reference <laughs> to this movie I, Excellent um, sleuthing, Julie. <laughs> well, there's the Disneyland ride, and it's like a good <gasps> ride. So good. So yeah. good. So good. So good. Okay. So good. Um, I, I went to, um, when you live in Orlando, you just either have perks or you have friends with perks. Um, when I lived in Orlando, my friend worked for Expedia, and Magic Kingdom was doing this like after hours event and they wanted all the Expedia concierge, they're called concierge at the time. Um, so they're like Expedia people that are like in hotels. I don't think they do this anymore. I think got axed during COVID uh, to like book you fun things and extra things. And so they had where you and one guest, if you were for Expedia, could go to this after hours event so that you could promote it. And it was four hours in Magic Kingdom after it closed, quote unquote, and you got unlimited ice cream and soda from any of the like drink carts and ice cream carts mm. and all the rides were open and all the characters were there. And I know that's a very privileged experience, but it was a perfect amount of time. We rode everything twice and then we went home. I had three Diet Cokes. So I was up to like five in the morning. Um, it was great. I just wish, I feel like the parks are so much busier than they used to be yeah which is weird because they have like a reservation system i mean yeah. this has been a, a, a big discussion on the boards um <laughs> you know they're 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 yeah. pricing out yeah the 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 middle class 
Uh, well, actually, I think the middle class was priced out a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I think they're pricing out the middle class locals. Yeah. Where before, if you were a local, like if you got an annual pass, it was like when I lived there, an annual pass was 500 a year. And so that, you know, and you got all of your photos for free and all. So that really honestly pays for itself if you're like, I'm just going to go in at four o'clock and go to Epcot. Yeah, you're not paying for a hotel and, and all of that. And you could go literally once a week if you wanted to or twice a week or, you know, live your life. Um, but now it's like a thousand twelve hundred dollars, I think, or something crazy. And you have to pay Oof. for parking and you can't, you know, all that other stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Mike works there, but mm-hmm. I have not. He, neither of us have been. Mm-hmm. But for this this one event. Um, well, the last time you went was wh- when you, you were in friend. town. Yeah, yeah. You you were the friend. Oh, cool. I thought you said you were going to go to one. Weren't you going to go to Food and Wine? A few days? Yeah, but that's not in October. In October for Hanson. Oh, got it. Wait, did I go to Food and... Oh, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I feel like we talked about it, but I don't want to... <laughs> Listen. It's, it's... I've got a lot going on. <laughs> most of which i can't talk about <laughs> yeah all good things but yeah, some well mediocre yeah. things yeah some mediocre things some just being an actor and not being able to talk about things stuff yeah so oh boy, i really took us off the rails on this one it's okay back on the rails like the trolley car <laughs> so i i i know that there's there's going to be a big conversation mm-hmm. about Jessica. So before we get to that, mm-hmm. I want to have a moment. Okay. About first of all, how did I watch this as a kid? I missed every every reference. There's dick jokes. There's Jack Daniels references. I missed all of them. There's shooting. Like people get yeah. shot. There's death. There's so much. It is. This movie's terrifying. When, yeah, this is not a kid's movie. Whenever but, he blows himself back up, that has got to be the scariest thing I've ever seen on a screen. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, everything with the judge. Like, Christopher yeah. Lloyd is amazingly terrifying in this. Yeah. And the makeup job on him, like, as an adult in the industry, I can appreciate it so much. Yeah. Because I can see the intentional choices by the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, shit. Like, you can see... They've added like what looks like a seam on his mm-hmm. chin and stuff like that, where like if you're looking, you do see like, oh, it is not like you can tell there's something going on there. And yeah, I just he's thought that's so cool. human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jessica Rabbit. Yes. <laughs> I I'm waiting for you because I I I feel like you're gonna take a breath and then we're Oh, I'm not really that. Really? I felt like you were going to have a strong point of view. What, what, did, you th- what did you think my point of view was? And then we'll you... go for... Okay, well, to be fair, you sent me a text about talking about the female and the male gaze. Oh, oh, that. Well, no, I. this is more of the fact of, like, more of the female gaze and the male gaze. But, like, I, th- I think this movie makes me chuckle because... Um, 
the this is not my expertise at all but from what I've gleaned from books I read and whatever um I feel like Jessica Rabbit is very much like the male gaze where she's like mm-hmm. very curvaceous and she's small in some parts. She, she even has like one eye covered, which I think like has weird symbolism to it. Um, in her hand, you know, like there's all that. And I love that, like the male gaze or the female gaze of like Roger Rabbit is like women want men who are like fun to be around and funny and who care about them. And the first like 25 minutes of the movie is all of these men going like, oh, well, what does she see in him? What does she see in him? What does she see in him? And it's like, he cares about her. He treats her like a human and not like an object. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What does she see in him? I'm so confused. <laughs> um, I have a sarcasm. And yeah so I just I just feel like that the yeah there's at least five or six like what is what does she see in him oh my gosh he's married to her or she's married to him like so surprised and then to see how they like whenever they are tied together and about to die like their talk to each other is very sweet Mm -hmm. where like he keeps like trying to reassure her and like she keeps like saying like oh my gosh it's the end it's the end he goes no just keep moving over just keep moving over you know like and he he supports her in a different way and it obviously isn't the main plot point of this story but I just yeah the amount of the amount of people shocked that someone like Jessica Rabbit would be with Roger Rabbit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah Yeah. and just as a woman I was like no I get it (laughs) Roger's like sweet and adorable yeah and like not menacing and not you know like someone you could be comfortable with a shocker Mm -hmm. not around Mm -hmm. alcohol though but (laughs) um there's something i was gonna say too oh and just like the whole the fact that like the whole reason she even did the patty cake Mm -hmm. um was because like her husband's source of in like her husband was being threatened yeah i it's very hard because like there there is a lot of like actual adult themes and then there's like substitutions for adult adult things as well and Mm -hmm. so i keep going back and forth on like if they actually like quote unquote had sex when they had patty cake if that's like <laughs> the se- if patty cake is the sexual level for tunes or if it is just another ritual that Roger Rabbit finds intimate uh, anyway I keep, I'm like hmm, maybe it was just a substitute for sex and that's like ha 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 or yeah, and I, I mean, I think I'm leaning towards the second one because it, like, impacts Roger so much. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone else is sort of like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. <laughs> My brain it, stopped. Even, even now as an adult mm-hmm. who has lived a life... It's still at the end of the movie 
like drives me so bonkers that we never find out who the tune was. Like, like what's I, his name? Yeah, like I love that they did that to us. Mm. Do you think they were setting up for a sequel that never came? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, because it it, it in all other things it it has closure. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like intentionally like, gosh, like evil's just everywhere. Yeah. Wait, I mean, there's holy, something. Wait, what? Wait, what? Well, because you said the thing about two, and I'm like, I can't tell if this is real, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit two, Rise in the crossover, Rise in the crossover, the album tunes and Toontown step. The film will be released on September 14th in theaters and Disney Plus. It looks like just a cartoon. Did you just Google that or did that pop up as an alert on your phone? No, I just I just Googled oh. it. I did not know there was a sequel. That was that was my I was not being cheeky. Yeah. Um, but there's also like tons of sequels that people are like, yeah, we're doing this. Like all the HBO Max drama right now of things just getting oh, canceled left Jesus. and right. Jesus. I think like I Another thing is they just like murder. There's so much just like blatant murder in this movie. Yeah. Of of mainly tunes, but it's like, no, we're going to dip you in acid. Oh my gosh. The shoe. Yeah. It still gets me. I'm so was, like, oh, the shoe. Because it was just like nuzzling. I mean, it didn't know what was going to happen. No. That's the real, that's the like heart. That probably, that was the reason my mom probably wouldn't let me watch it. I bet of anything. She was like, no, she's going to get attached to that shoe and she's going to cry for three days and we're going to have an issue. And I'm also like, I, I'm trying to figure out how did I watch this? Cause we didn't have a VCR as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I must've watched it somewhere else. Did you have Encore? Cause it was on Encore. Yeah no oh, okay we had we had an antenna okay all right <laughs> it was on encore and it was like there i have very distinct memories i think i've talked about this on a podcast about like there were certain movies that i'd start watching and i'd hear my mom be like turn it off and this was one of them and silence of the lambs was another one um my mom had this like very unique ability that whenever she was like we're gonna i'm gonna watch this episode with you to determine if we should you should be allowed to watch this uh-huh. It was always like the 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 quote unquote worst worst episode episode. Like I remember when she watched an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. Like it was she was like no, absolutely not. You'll never watch this again. But it was just like a, just whatever happened with that episode. It was like why? Same thing happened with my so-called life. It was like the episode <gasps> it was the episode where there was the rumor that she had had sex. <gasps> And like she was like in gym class talking about it with Rayanne. And my mom was like, Nope, absolutely not. Never again. Our parents would have exploded, especially mine, um, if we grew up in this era with like turning red and like, did you see the new like Big Hero Six miniseries has like a girl getting her period and like Ooh, no, I have to watch that. 
yeah it's 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 very sweet um because he tries to get her tampons or pads and then he goes and he doesn't know which ones to get and then all these people (laughs) come up it's like my daughter likes this one it's like i prefer this i prefer oh so good but my parents would have exploded my father he he still kind of does this if someone is kissing kissing on a tv show or movie he will go up three channels and then go back down and if they're still kissing he'll go up three channels and then go back down like that was his method of like laura can't see it but he still thinks i'm eight years old (laughs) because he still does it sometimes yes and that's why yes not not in that specific vein but like similarly um my mother like very much is like i just want to make sure that you're doing this thing that you as an adult already knows and is doing but i'm gonna check because without me checking you wouldn't be doing it and i'm like no mom in fact i do like for like i think i rented longer than my dad like ever even thought about being a renter Mm -hmm. because they you know they're from an era where it was very easy to buy a home yeah and And they sell that off and get another home yeah i was a renter for most of my life so my favorite is like when my dad would give me rental advice mm. based on the like two years in the 70s that he was a renter yes i mean because it was the same they they invented renting <laughs> i i just and like do you have it where your parents they'll do that but then they'll like not tell you things that you should know and then they're like why do you know that i was like because you never told me Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's like, oh, like changing an air filter in your house. When you buy a house, nobody says like, hey, you should change this air filter once a month. Like there needs to be like a list of like, you just bought a house. Now what? (laughs) Like, here's the, oh, you, you know, um, compared to when you're dishwashing and it's like, now that you're responsible, here's how to deal with it. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's the information I want from my parents. And man, were they just like silent. (laughs) So silent. (laughs) But (laughs) if they want, they, but they also love to tell me how to print out maps and use an atlas to get somewhere every time. I remember when I moved to Florida, and I think this wasn't even the first time I moved, like he my bless his heart my dad printed out the mm-hmm. route from from virginia to florida and it is like 11 hours of i-95 yeah there's there like it's that's all it is that's yeah. all it is and he bless him he printed out that just yep well and then and then this is a rant about our parents and then they'll be like i don't want you to look at your phone for the gps it's like i would have been having to look at the novel you sent me to get there what are you anyway mm-hmm. back, to, back, back to roger rabbit <gasps> <laughs> man when we talk about these movies that are like deeply embedded in our childhood <laughs> we're like, let's talk about all this trauma we need to work through it really it really brings some stuff up for us yeah operation <laughs> mince me we had nothing who framed roger rabbit everything everything uh i i think it's um i think it's interesting that like this movie is still so like well loved 
because I think it would have been one of those things that could have easily been like a flop, like the biggest mm-hmm. flop. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, yeah, as it's I was a super it, big risk. Yeah. I will say that um, as, as a Laura <laughs> in this world, this movie was very loud a lot. It was a lot of uh, screaming, a lot of falling, a lot of bangs, a lot of, and like cartoon loud. Um, you know how like you don't like cartoon, like animated women's oh, voices? Not animated women's voices. It's voices with vocal fry. Okay. And there's a lot of them in animation, okay. but not just specific to like female characters. Oh, okay. That's how I, that like, <laughs> is how I feel about very loud sounds that are not practical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> cartoon louds. That's why I'm not a big fan of like Animaniacs or Bugs Bunny or like, and I understand people who are, it just doesn't. So anyway, it was a very loud movie for me. <laughs> I like a quiet movie. <laughs> Dude, I, I get that. Okay. We, 100% mute hulu every time it goes to commercial yeah because for whatever reason it's like 10 volume settings higher yes why (laughs) so julie anything else you'd like to say before we rate it no okay julie okay on a scale of one to ten cute little shoes that just want to be your friend what would you rate this movie Oh my gosh, why'd you have to do that? Um, gosh, I'm gonna give it an eight. I okay. it was so it was so fun to watch. Um I texted Tony that I was gonna watch it. She was like at my house in 20 minutes. <laughs> um and then Mike came home while we were watching, immediately sat down and watched with us. Like it is it is a fun movie especially as an adult i would not show this to a kid and it is a fun fun movie to watch with friends like this this is not a movie where you're like everybody be quiet we have to pay attention (laughs) what about you gonna give it (laughs) a five (laughs) oh damn Damn. because i don't like fun and i don't have friends um no uh it was it just wasn't my I, under, I understand why people like it. And if other people are watching it, I would watch it with them, mainly because I want everyone to like me. Um, but I just, it was just loud and it was just not my type of humor. And then it was also just sad. Like everything about it was just not, not my type of movie. Um, yeah. So remember last week when we were... Um, <laughs> having the discussion of like I shouldn't have to justify it and all of that and I was like Julie don't don't justify your uh that's it was selfish because I mainly just didn't want you to judge me for the score (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm not judging you you can it's okay I just yeah but like Moulin Rouge is fine I don't know what it is but oh my god that that was like motion sickness for me yeah like this one just assaulted my senses Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like so i understand i have a very narrow comfort range now like temperature wise shoe wise like just everything yeah 
like so. i'll like i mean luckily i buy my clothes used but like I'm, I'm having a run right now where like if if i wear something and it's not comfortable for the day i'm like fuck this noise you're out of the house yeah in the in the donation pile bye yeah yeah well, I, I just i sell it oh i have better luck with thread up please sponsor us um than i do with play-dohs play-dohs is like let me tell you how you are never cool and will never be cool <laughs> thread up's like yeah that'll be someone's cup of tea someone will love it is it in good condition all right someone will buy that <gasps> you're right i should actually i should get a thread up bag going oh yeah yeah you do <laughs> well with thread up so julie oh i'm totally gonna i'll, I'll save this julie what do you have to look forward to <laughs> um i oh, this is a random thing um i'm going to an australia party on saturday oh i don't i don't know what to expect okay i don't want to make stereotypical assumptions um but i'm i'm really excited it is a a, a newer friend um and she uh t- takes class with my husband and so she's having a little gathering and i i met her a few months ago at another gathering and you know like when you're just like oh you're you're an enjoyable person mm-hmm. i enjoy you like that that was this person so i'm gonna go to an australia party Ooh, fun um i this um i'm gonna save my my y2k excitement for next episode uh because it's a while away but um i am doing my friend show and then when i come back i am getting my hair drastically different (gasps) and um i am getting rid of most of my clothes and buying all new clothes and doing a full sweep of oh my god oh then you should definitely do thread out yeah because i'm 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 ready to be in my mid-30s if that makes sense. I love this for you. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I just felt like I was kind of living in 2015 for a while. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to make some, some big changes, like not, not in a manic way. I've been thinking about this for a while and uh, saving aside money to be like, okay, after I do my, my friend show is kind of set in that era. So I wanted to keep my mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. and my clothes looking like it. But when I come back, I'm going to yeah. Do you know what the big change is? Um, I'm not going to tell anybody because I told my mom and then she judged me. So um, <laughs> well, I'll tell a, you. A I'll, public I'll... podcast is probably not the place to tell everyone then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll talk after. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking about talking after, you better be talking to your friends about us. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it's how we, um, you know get get out there a little bit more and the more we get out there the more fun we can have and um i miss talking to julie so please rate review and subscribe so i can talk to her more (laughs) Um, and thank you for listening bye bye the pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.